brother, her husband. I want to continue to pray for the more family. Praise God. Um, I will just pray for Sister Kathy Praying for the ones, Lord God, that are going through 
we want to share some of that tonight uh, with you and uh, everything the Lord is doing that we know of. He's a good God, isn't he? Yeah. Good God. And uh, how many is God doing something in your life? Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, who knows, we might have a baptism tonight. Anybody need to be baptized in Jesus' name? So turn with me to Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. And uh, anybody got a testimony? Just brewing in your spirit and you just can't hold it back. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just want to give the Lord honor with my life and my school to make him to my wonderful um Holy Ghost Spirit, Pastor, um, Man of Vision, and his wife and family, and all of you wonderful, you know, saints of God. You know, I just want to thank the Lord that we are here tonight. You know, I went to um, Walmart yesterday, and I went up the Lord. And as usual, you know, I like to take my car with me. So, you know, I was just you know, shopping around, and I just saw this lady. I said, hello, Mom, how are you doing? Chit chat a little bit, and I gave her a card to the church. He said, I come to the church. I said, Why? He said, You got so much church hurt over these years. You know, I will be encouraging. I said, Good woman. I said, I need you. You need me. I said, Can I encourage her? You know, and, you know, and I said, The Lord, let me tell you something. It's a note I've been hurt in church many, many times. When I just got saved, um, I was kicked out of church. They left the Baptist church, went to the Catholic church. And the first thing they did was to kick me out. So they never passed to take care of me or the same. When I see them, I hugged them, they brush out the same. So I was out, I was out of church for a long time. Just getting lived after the church, and I was out on the one. But Lord said, I'm training you because I'm trying not to depend on man. Because man will fail you, but I will never fail. So I was feeling that. But you know, when I become the church, we don't come to church with the pastor or nobody. We are here for the Lord and the Lord right. keep us safe. Praise right. the Lord. Right. And I encourage myself, you know, we love each other. I love a pastor. What I'm saying, it's good that we can depend upon God. Yeah. And we have to practice to depend upon God. Total, total dependency on God. Because I will fail you. Man will fail. And I can encourage them to say, you know, you're right. And she thought, you know, she said, I got to get back in the house of this. She said, you know, by encouragement. I said, God doesn't do the same, but we will do others. And she said, I got to get back in. And she gave me 20 dollars, 20 dollars. She said, buy yourself some lunch. I love you. I love your spirit. And she said, I'm coming. And she said, I'm done. I'm done. I said, God, God, yeah. you come on. God, just come pray. She's going to change things. Can we all mess up people? Yeah. Just need the Lord to help us. God bless you all. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Sister Jacqueline. Good boy. Happy Lord. I thank the Lord for everything he's done for me. Um, it's, just, it's just time for us to give him praise more than what we've been giving him praise. You know, I've always had a zeal for the things of God. And it's time to, you know, turn it up yeah. and trust the Lord. I worry about what someone thinks or whatever 
you know, that runs through your mind from time to time, and you like to play tricks on your head, and you want to be calm and relaxed. It's okay to be calm, and it's okay to uh, be relaxed, but when it comes to the things of God, there's still a balance. But we need to choose to praise God more. But I mainly want to say, I've been witnessing to my own neighbor downstairs, yeah. now I've got to go upstairs. Yeah, so God. she's been coming on the line, yeah. and so God has been good in the neighborhood, in the area that I'm in. I just yeah. thank God. So hopefully we'll have her face show up. Amen. Sister Queen Holman said he's been good in the neighborhood. She <laughs> 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 kind of backed up. <laughs> if you got your Bibles, Romans 13, 11. And that knowing the time, can you cut me down a little, Steve, tonight? And that knowing the time, and now it is high time to wake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed, and the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Amen. So, Steve, you want to share our title tonight? Work today because we aren't promised tomorrow. Work today because we aren't promised tomorrow. Amen. Brother Fowler, would you uh, take a moment and lead us in prayer as we begin this? opportunity for Life Church to show our ministries and our leadership and our team and for you to get involved somewhere. So um, I want to first say thank you to Sister Heather Fowler because we're just going to play her video and um, it is super, super cool and it will help those of you who may not be aware of who does what and what leaders are in position, um, but we're going to play it now. Brother Steve.
And we just started getting busy. So, but we can't wait. We can't wait till we feel like we're ready or we feel like, well, you know, I got to clean this up or I got to fix that or I got to wait on this or whatever. We got to do something for God now because we're not promised tomorrow. You know, I, I look at things and there is that question when you think about doing something. I'll give an example. There was no one doing sound when we got in church. And there had been somebody and then they had to go somewhere or something. So it was just sitting back there empty. And it really wasn't good. Uh, and the sound wasn't good. And But I remember seeing there was a need back there. And I went back there and started working. Now, did I know anything about that sound? Absolutely not. I knew nothing. I probably messed it up a lot worse than what it would have been if I would have left it alone. And, uh, you know, sometimes you have to take your fingers off that thing. But uh, that's why our brother back there and, and Sister Katie are sitting back there. James Thomas, our sound engineer, that comes in from time to time to fix everything and said, you know a good sound person when they're not always on the buttons. And, uh, and so that, that's true. But I, I had to learn. And, and so I, I didn't know what I was doing, but sometimes you got to get in there to figure out what you're doing. And if there's something that need that has a need, you just got to get in there. And then there's always, well, my schedule's going to hinder me. I'm pastor. I've got to work every third Sunday, so I can't do anything for God. I mean, has anybody ever thought like that when, when you're working? You know, I can't do this, and I can't volunteer for this, and and, and that is so false. Man. You know, and I used to think that because I, I, I worked an EMS job, so we worked 24-48. Every third Sunday, it fell on my Sunday. I, I wanted out of that because I didn't want to miss a single church service. But I also had this mindset, well, I can't do this, and I can't do this, and I can't do this because I can't be at every service. I have to miss every third week. That, that, that's so wrong. And it's such a lie because you can get involved. You, you can do something. And, uh, it, you know, and I've learned that here at Life because we've had so many families. We'd have, when we first got here, they were, everybody was deployed to Iraq. Yeah, and they would go on, how long was that deployment back then? I think it was, I think it actually, was there an 18-month deployment at some time? But they would be gone for that period of time and they would come back and, you know, and then they would come back and several of them would tell me, well, Pastor, I'm going to have to start training to go out again in six months. So, you know, I've got this space of time, but we, we, we learned that it was a lot better if people, even if it's only six months, if people would just jump in there and get involved. Now, I'm not saying you got to get up here and teach on a Tuesday night, but just involvement, just that there, there's things to do, there's something to do, we can all do something. Right? It's got Matthew 6 and 19. Uh, lay not up yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. Probably, I know down here we've got to work, we've got to, you know, pay our house payment, we've got to pay our house insurance, we've got to pay our house taxes. Anybody know what I'm talking about there? And you know, most of you probably have an escrow. We don't. We just, you know, all of a sudden, once a year, we get this big bill. And, uh, and, and, and then, then all these things you've got to pay. And, and, and 
you've got to live and so you've got to work and you've got to provide food for your family and a roof over your head and a vehicle to drive in 2023 and most of you have to have a cell phone right and uh, whether it's Verizon or AT&T or Mint Mobile or whatever, you, you, just things in life. But by the time you start adding all these things up, that budget adds up, doesn't it? It, it just increases and increases. So we, we, we have to work. But what's going to be more important in eternity? How hard we worked or what we did for God? What, what do you say? What you did for God? Anybody else? How many agree what you did for God? Raise your hand if you think that's going to be very important. All right. How many think what you do in life is important? I think what you do in life is important. Absolutely. But, but what are we going to be judged on one day? And it, it is our relationship with God, uh, listening to the voice of God, hearing what God was speaking to us, doing what God was telling us to do. But James 5 talks about some people. It says, go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries. I don't think any of us probably, uh, maybe you qualify under the rich setting. I didn't look up that up in the Greek tonight, but hey, I'll take it. Uh, but weep and howl in your miseries. Your riches are corrupted. It says, your garments are moldy. Sounds a lot like uh, what Matthew said, says there. They, they, they really correspond. Your riches are corrupted, your garments are mothy, your gold and silver is cankered, and the rust of them shall be a witness against you, and you shall eat your flesh as it were fire. You have heaped treasures together for the last days. Now, how many in life are heaping treasures for the last days? Not necessarily for saying, but how many are trying to heap something for retirement? You know, <laughs> your last, our last days, when we're older, we, we, we all are, but... But ultimately, what's going to matter the most? Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reached your fields, which is, and, and it continues on, it says, then you have condemned and killed the just and doth not resist you. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. The Lord's coming back. The Lord's coming back. And what we give to Him and what we do for Him. And that's not just church. That's not just church work, okay? This is relationship with God, and this is also what we do in life. Who we are in life. Who, 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 when, you never know when you're ministering. And you, you never know when you're ministering to somebody. I hope we bring some of that through tonight. You never know when you're ministering. And you also, maybe you are an introvert, and I know from experience what that's like. Because that by nature, I was an introvert. And uh, I absolutely did not want to. Uh, but the first time God asked me to get behind the pulpit, I fought him for months and months and many sleepless nights to ever step behind the pulpit. And, uh, and, and so, you know, God will get us out of our comfort zones many times. But that doesn't mean you have to do that. Uh, very important what's going on tonight is what's happening back there and what Brother Steve's doing and and most of y'all aren't looking at him, right? And, and, and nobody, he's back there and he's, look, you barely see just from here up. And he's happy with that. God gave him a good set of hair and put him behind everybody. Didn't give me any hair and put me in front of everybody. And, uh, it, 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 but he's making sure it sounds good. He's making sure 
Uh, Sister Chris and Sister Duvall and Sister Shanika are able to be in service with us tonight online. Praise God, y'all. And, uh, and, and so that, that's awesome. Those things are important in, in what you do. You never know, but what you do is very important. So I wanted to ask a question. If, because the, the lesson title was, we're not promised tomorrow, so we have to work today. If you went on to glory to be with the Lord, you won't have regrets because there's no pain, there's no sorrow, there's no crying. But I want you to think about it for a minute. What do you want to achieve for God before he takes you home? Is there something God has told you you should do? Is there something, is there a vision that he has given you that he wants you to do? Is there a promise that he has given you? Those kinds of things. So when we work for God, we work in the, in the now. And then we have to think about, you know, the plan. You know, a two-year plan, a five-year plan. You know, if you want to learn to play piano, you may not do that tomorrow. But are you doing what it takes to get you there two years from now or five years from now? You know, what is your plan? And even in the kingdom of God, you know, if you know you're called to preach, well, that's probably not going to just happen tomorrow. But what prepping are you doing to make sure two years from now that you are following the call of God or five years from now that you are walking in that call of God, you know, and we have to ask ourselves sometimes, what am I doing? Because the Bible says they will know your faith by your what? Your works. What are we working at doing? What are we doing for God? When we talk about works, that's we're going to do something, you know, whether we're greeting or whether we're ushering or whether we're like Sister Joy, she is the outreach lady that she's just reaching out all the time. No matter what it is you're doing, we have to be doing something because we have to be about our father's business. You know, sometimes we get so focused because we do live in 2023 and everything's busy and we're so busy and we have so much going on and there's just media is just like coming at us all the time and work is coming at us. And there's just so much, but sometimes you have to sit yourself down and you have to say, I have all these work goals. You know, I want to be the manager. I want to be the owner. I want to be this, or I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be whatever I want to be. What do you want to be for Jesus? Let develop some goals in the kingdom of God, you know, because sometimes some things you can just do today. You know, if you're called to be in housekeeping or you're called to do maintenance or you're called to do some of those things, you can probably do that today. But if you're called to be an electrician, you probably don't need to do that right now until you've been trained. <laughs> probably not a good idea. You know, so what has God called you to do? And are you working towards that? You know, Brother Parks didn't just, like, decide one day, I'm going to be a licensed counselor. That's what I'm going to do. And then the next day, he just started lining up clients. Now he'd probably be sued. But <laughs> you know, he had a goal that the Lord put in his spirit, and he had to work hard to get to that goal. You know, so, so when you think about working for God, some things are right now. Some things might be two years from now. Some things might be five years from now. But are you working towards those things? I want to ask what, you know, sometimes we get focused. We do get focused on church ministry. I want you to ask yourself, and, and, and I think about the parts in counseling. 
uh, in the secular world. And I know that when he goes in there, you know, it's pretty easy to ask God, okay, how can I help somebody today? Right. And, and how can I be a light to somebody? Because he's coming into, uh, into a place that he's reaching out to people that are hurting and wounded. And, but what about what you do? What about what you do? What impact you make? Uh, whether you're working a job or whether, you know, you, you're working, you're around people during the day and throughout the day, do you ask yourself when you get up that morning, God, what kind of difference can I make? How do, how do I fit in this life? And, and, and why do you have me where you have me? Right. And, and what impact? Do you, do you ever ask, how many think sometimes because maybe, maybe your job's not a counselor, so you think, you know what, I'm an electrician, so uh, I, I really don't see how that can uh, play out be part of what I do for God. But that's the wrong mindset. We need to make our mind up when we get up in the morning, wherever we're going, God has placed me where I am. And I don't know why I'm right here right now, perhaps, some people say. But if you'll be sensitive to God and what He's got you doing you never know when you'll be called upon to minister to someone. Not everybody that needs God comes to church. Not everybody that needs God comes to church. So can you make your workplace the church? Can you make where you are in life the church? And, 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 and I think about some of you, you know, Sister Whitney, her husband, has a command and she has things that she has to do. You never know when God places you where he places you to minister to people that he's called you to minister to. Brother Duval? You know, uh, same thing you're saying, uh, that, that's the way I touch it.
families that are new to life, it is really a lot, it has been a lot about getting them involved somewhere. But this year, it has been a combination, and y'all may not see this as much as I do looking at, at a lot of the things that I look at daily, but the it's not just been people that are brand new to life, people that have just moved here. It, it, it's really not. Uh, it's been part of that. But just this month, we've, what we've, we've seen God move in the heart of elders to do something. And, and maybe they're doing something, but they got involved somewhere else. You know, uh, we started the coffee shop up. So uh, I realized that not only am I pastoring, but now I am marketing for life coffee. And uh, see, Every time I take a sip of that, somebody, somebody out there is thinking, man, I should have got here a little early. You got me. You got me. Mm. Isn't that right? And, and it, that is good. I'm probably going to pay for that at 1 o'clock this morning. Yeah. When I'm out so, the, uh, so, so not only that. So we wanted to bring a few names to show you the effectiveness of what... It's in water. Um, of what Where You Fit Month just so far has done. And we're hoping it will show you, like, if you've been here at Life for ever, or if you've just been here at Life for a month, there's still something for you to do. Because Life Church becomes your church when you have ownership. And you get ownership by working for the king in the kingdom. And um, so I, we just wanted to kind of go through some of the people that have actually just this month from Where Do You Fit have volunteered for, um, to do some stuff. So Sister Jo. Sister Jo has been here at Life before Pastor and I were. She was here at Life when she was 16 years old. But just this month, Sister Jo started working with greeters. So regardless of how long you've been here, you can still do something for Jesus. Because Joanna, you know, we all know who she is, but she had a burden. To be the face, to be the front door face for life. And that's what she's been doing. And um, so Sister Marable, yay. Yes, Sister Marable. I don't know if you guys know her, but Sister Marable, if you miss church, you're going to get a postcard. Guess who it's going to be from? Sister Marable's writing the postcards now. Thank you. See, where do you fit working? Um, let's see. Brother Lupe, I don't know if y'all know him. Um, he sat C back row on Sunday. Cool guy. You probably see him on um, Saturday at the picnic. Please come to the picnic. But he volunteered to help on Saturday to bring tables. That all came from where do you fit month. Yeah. It's working, you guys. Um, sis, usually sit rather yeah. than here sometimes. Usually second row, either section B or section C, if you don't know who they are. And if you don't know who these people are, go meet them. Because that's also part of doing a work for God is making people feel that they belong here and making sure that they know you have a friend. You know, even if you're not besties for the rest of you, that's okay. Let them know that you have a friend in me. You know, okay, now then, then I should. <laughs> let's go for it. All the moms are like, yep, yeah, we know that. <laughs> um, okay, so Sister Yaz, we all know how talented, oh my word, this girl is. And so she did that you belong here just this month, and she's actually starting to work on a new mural in the back. So now you got to think, 
everybody comes to church on Sunday and they're sitting here and they see this, uh, you belong here, and they see that you belong here up on the screen, and they really have, uh, uh, they have an experience with God in the service. The worship is just powerful. You know, that hopefully the preaching of the word just speaks into their heart, and they come up and they pray in the altar, and God touches them, and they get up to leave, and they look up, have y'all seen it? Everybody turn around and look at it. How cold they is that? Oh my and, and they feel, they've already felt, and all of a sudden they're like, or, or they're standing up and they're like, God, I, I, what are you saying? And that's, you know, embedded up there for a long time to come because somebody had a burden to do something, to share their gift, to share their gift, to share their talent. So that's what Yas did. She shared her talent. And she's got some other things doing too, so it's going to be super cool. Um, Sister Cheryl. Everybody knows who Sister Cheryl is. I mean, pastoral staff, wife, you know, she's been here forever. Lord, Sister Cheryl, she's been here longer than we have. But on Sunday, Sister Cheryl got a new task. And she jumped in there in the coffee shop. And she was making espressos and frothing and all the things. And so no matter how long you've been here or how short of a time you've been here, there is something for you to do. We have a place for you. We want you involved. I think some of that also is where do you fit? Right. Because in the coffee shop, if you know Sister Midgord, she is, she's kind of chill, kind of laid back, you know. Opposites, she coffee shop, Opposites right? attract. <laughs> and, but when you walk in and you're getting your coffee, if you've got heart issues, you would rather Sister Cheryl be making your coffee than Brother Dave. <laughs> you don't want him near those espresso beans because trust me he's, he's been I think when he was in Iraq or one of the places he one of the missions he was on overseas he said they, they made him that Turkish coffee and they brought him a little cup and it was super strong and, and I think he just figured out that's good stuff and he keeps pouring those in there <laughs> but I'm just joking but, but sometimes it is where do you fit um, Samuel Midgordon. Everybody knows Sam. Sam, in the month of March, decided he's going to help with the ushers. Justin Lane, Sister Lane's son. I don't know if you guys know him. Cute kid sits over here. He's a teenager. He decided to join ushers. And last but not least, Samantha Devon. You know our sweet Sammy who was raised here. And, you know, she... Lord, don't cry. I didn't mean to cry. Because um, I, I do love our people. And when they have to leave, it's hard for me. But So Sammy had to move. And Sammy lives in Atlanta. Gosh, get it together. And um, Sam messaged me. And she said, Sister, see, I, I have a burden for your social media. Because she does it at her church. And so Sam contacted me. And she's like, she sent me like, I mean, y'all, like a page. It just does all kind of cool stuff. All kind of ideas that she had. And I'm like, see me, baby. I, I, I love it. You know, I'm all here for it. You know, talk to your pastor. Let's make sure he's cool, whatever. And so she did. And I said, but baby, we need somebody boots on the ground. You know, because you're in Atlanta. And I said, but we need somebody boots on the ground. And Sam said, well, let's, let's start praying about it. And so we were praying about it. And, you know, Sammy's doing what she can from there. And we had a meeting. And one of our dear sisters was like, oh. We need that happen. I can do that, which is Sister Fowler. Yes. And what it is is social media. We needed a powerful social media presence. And just this month, woohoo, 
Have y'all seen the social media stuff that is like just blasting Facebook, Instagram? I don't have TikTok, but TikTok. She is just blowing up our social media. Super cool. Not only did Sister Heather volunteer, hey, I can do this. I can make a video. I can do social media. But she started gathering a team just like we did with those phone books. <laughs> she was like, I need some help. And we had a sister, Katrina, that she actually doesn't live in town. She actually lives um, probably 45 minutes from here. But Katrina's like, I want to do something for God. Social media was perfect because maybe she can't be physically here, but she can actually do it remotely. And so those are just the ones that I know about. They could jump in just in March. Where do you fit? I'm and trying, I'm trying to see to the impact that that is already making, and I'm not real good on these, but I'm looking for notifications. We got a notification this morning on our way to our meeting here at the church. That, well, Heather oh, Heather sent it to you, so I, I thought it was a pop-up. But uh, one of those, what do you, notifications? But Heather sent it to her. So, Sister Heather, do you mind telling us what our followers or hits or whatever? Girl, you know I'm, I see I, that's why we need you. <laughs>
Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers in his harvest. Everybody say, I am a laborer. If you haven't found what your hands are supposed to be doing just yet, I promise you, the Lord has something for you to do too. And we need you. You belong here. And we at Life need you. There is something you can do. Whether it's coffee shop, whether it's pilot, whether it's greeting or ushering or parking lot, whether it's just open a door for somebody. You know, whether you see something on the floor that shouldn't be there, you know, we need those, but we need security people. You know, we do live in 2023. We need help with security. We need, there's so many areas that you don't have to be able to like quote 409 scriptures and teach 32 Bible studies and, and know the word of God from Genesis to Revelations. There are so many areas that you can still work for God. Even if you don't know those things, you don't have to know all that to do something for Jesus. He just needs you. So I, I think we really need a few things. Just thinking out loud, we need some ministers to be, uh, not everybody, one, that is focusing, we're so busy here during church hour, going and moving, but like I said, we depend on people online to minister to people online. Uh, I, I see the time coming that we need somebody back in our booth that perhaps enlarges that's reaching out. But Steve's back there trying to make sure that everybody's uh, working with the cameras. He's trying to make sure that the sounds right if, if Sister Cage is not there and that he's putting screens up for us and scriptures and, and he doesn't really have time to, to minister to somebody but uh, you know I see a time that we have someone that uh, perhaps on our schedules schedule uh, to minister to those online. Let me just sort of say something about our online presence. Y'all know we, we, do, we do live stream all of our services. We have families that this is their church. And they are online. Why is that? Sometimes they live in an area that there's not an apostolic church. They come here. Um, or they have health. Or they have health issues and they can't get out. So they come here. We do have families that this is their church and they're, on, they're, they're only able to make it online. So we want to make sure still that we minister to them. I might here, but the lady laid her hands on me and was praying with me when the preachers came over to pray with me. The first one over there praying with me is Sister Beverly, and she attends online every Sunday like clockwork. What, what an impact to go from, you know, when I was brand new to God and the one at the altar praying for me, and now she attends our church five, six hours away every Sunday she's on I mean she's on there talking and praising God and you know uh, talking to people and it's just it's just awesome you never know uh, what what there is but I, she was talking about security and you know for years we've looked at getting good cameras to go back throughout the church and in different places but if we had cameras where are we going to put the screens Anybody guess where the screens would go that would monitor the outside of the church? 
Brother Anthony's point. He, he already knows. No. Poor Brother Steve. Now, now, what good is it going to be to go buy all kinds of cameras if we put them back there with Brother Steve and he's trying to do, you know, eight different things? But, you know, that's important. It's important. I'll give sound props because a lot of times that media room doesn't get as much props as they need. He has recruited the boys. Um, Noah, Isaiah, and Michael work back there with him. Sister Acacia works back there. And what you see up here and what all the cool, all the cool like visual stuff that's happening and the sound that you hear and all this stuff, they're doing it. They're making that happen. You know, so I just, I love our media and sound team because without them, oh my word. <laughs> you know, so, so I just love and appreciate them so, so much. Now, you know, the cameras for our online people. I felt bad for Brother Steve sometimes because he's back there, like on Tuesday night. Who else is back there? Brother Steve. That's Brother Steve. He's, he, he's taking care That's of. That's our faithful brother. He's taking care of. But, you know, I saw Sister Karen Sunday in the coffee shop with this new espresso maker and this phenomenal coffee and she just looked like you know because <laughs> sister big gordon came and was helping her out and she she's like but i i just foresee that as being a place for uh somebody to go that wants to you know maybe it, it, even for our youth our teenagers right. you know being able to say i've got experience uh, working at a coffee shop, volunteering at a coffee shop, at life coffee shop, you know, you never know that might make an impact in a job that they get, and uh, and I just I foresee that coffee shop, you know, not just one machine, but having to get some more, and then having some people that really uh, more than one to keep up with the church our size, because it might be pretty easy to take care of everybody's coffee on Monday, but on Sunday. Not quite so easy to take care of everybody's coffee when you've got, you know, two services going on and you've got, you know, a couple of hundred people at least coming to each of those services. Praise God. And that right, Sister Joy. Yeah. And then full, full. Y'all notice we keep plugging the coffee shop. Coffee shop needs help. <laughs> and I'll tell you another department that really needs your help is Pilot. What is Pilot, you may ask? Well, let me tell you. Sister Anna is over Pilot and... That is the ministry that runs from 9.30 in the morning, which will now be a service. So, Sister Anna will have your babies from 9.30 to 10.30. And so, Pilot, Sister Anna and Sister Drake can't just do that by themselves. <laughs> so, Pilot's going to need some help in that new service because our regular children's church ministry and all those things will be in our 11 o'clock service like we do now but pilot is going to take over our morning service and honestly it's just sister anna and sister drake so those are definitely two areas that those leaders have been like oh no, please so, so you see how bad we need help in pilot you see how bad we need help in the coffee shop we need online help we need security help, yes. uh, all of those things, because Matthew 9, Matthew 9, she's, I know she's already read it, I'm going to read it again, then say a deed unto his disciples. And somebody here may be called to the security ministry. The harvest truly is plenteous, because the more people, the more ministry that has to go forward. The harvest is plenteous, 
but the laborers are few. What's that mean? The laborers are few. It's not enough. Not enough. Not enough. But the harvest, the harvest, the harvest, the harvest is plenteous. It's not a harvest issue here. We don't have a harvest issue. We've got to have the labor. Somebody say, I am a laborer. I want to tell you about the harvest here at Life. Our average attendance this year so far, I believe this is right, is 204. Two, or, or this past Sunday was 204. Two Sundays ago, 230. Three Sundays ago, 187. The, the whole 2023 has just been steadily climbing. Our average attendance, I'm talking... 200s, okay? Our average attendance in 2022 was 171. So the difference between March last year and March this year, March last year we had 142 average attendance. March this year, thus far, we have had a 204 average, 207 average attendance. We went in one year from 142 to 207. That's a harvest. I believe that classifies, qualifies as a harvest. We went from 2021, an average, and I understand pandemic and all of that. I'm just telling you numbers here. That's all this is. is num it's harvest numbers, though. March 2021, 121 average attendance. I understand it's a pandemic. I don't know that. But so we went from 121, one year later, 142, one year later than that, 207. Yes. The harvest is plenteous. God is doing a great work yes. here in this area. Yes. And you, you, each and every one of us, have something to offer. You're the one. You have something to offer. And, and, and whether it's uh, being involved in teardown and setup and cleanup or security or uh, mail outs or coffee shop or behind the scenes, you, you might be, you know, just get involved somewhere behind the scenes. God wants to use you and God will start blessing you and God will start pouring into your life. I believe it. We are called to be witnesses. Watch in the van. That doesn't seem like a big deal, but our van is our billboard. It is our roll. That's what Pastor calls it. He calls it our rolling billboard. We don't have somebody that that's just their baby. That that is their passion, their burden, their desire is to wash that van, make sure it's clean and ready for Sunday morning. Do you realize that's ministry? Because when that van pulls out of here, if it look if it's covered in pollen and it looks crazy. People are going to not be as attracted to that, you know, drawn. Like, oh, look at that life logo. Well, I can't see it because it has pollen all over the side of it. I, I did not realize what a difference it's going to make when we got that van A and then we got a letter B. And I looked at the cost of the billboards that we've had before. And that, I mean, they're rolling like $1,000 a month for a billboard. And our vans roll around just as big and rolling and loud as those billboards. Praise God. We'll pick it up sometimes on Tuesday. We'll go. We'll go to town. Just ride that joke around. Just, just roll, roll that billboard around Hinesville. Because and when Pastor went to the sign place, he said, "I want you to make it as big as you can possibly make it." Well, they 
They yes. got the instruction and, <laughs> and, they, and that happened. So it's our rolling billboard. So if you love to wash cars, guess what? Our giant van out there needs your touch. I was pulling up one Sunday, I think Brother Cruz and Brother Hall were in the van pulling out of Pipkin Road and I was pulling in and I was just like, that's awesome. <laughs> That's great. And, and, and I took it to the car wash up here around the corner, and I pulled up. I asked her about washing. I went up there and asked her about washing, and I pulled up in it, and she was like, yep, I've seen that man before. <laughs> and, uh, and she knew. But, you know, it's, it's just little things. Being a witness. Yeah. Being a witness. And, 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 I, and I know that our time is short now, but we need to be a witness. I, I, I want to say this. I, I just had the thought as we were prepared for this. And, and how many have heard the phrase, angels among us? And, and we've got the scripture. You know, we, we the scripture talks about entertaining angels. You never know when you're entertaining angels. We don't need to do angels. We don't need angels to do what we've been called to do. Therefore, when you do what you've been called to do in church, and outside of church, you will make an impact. We, we talked about outside. You will make an impact within the walls. Right. Because hurting people come here. Yes. Lonely people come here right. on Sundays. People that are struggling. People that just got a bad report. They come to church. Right. and Or at, out in life. Either place. Don't hide your talents. You never know when you might be that angel among us to them right. in their life. When you might be talking with some young girl and you don't even know it she she's positive pregnancy and she's all by herself and she doesn't know what she's going to do and she's contemplating aborting the child and, and she start all of a sudden you open up a conversation with her and, and, and in opening up that conversation perhaps you save her life and perhaps you save that child's life you never know when you're going to be an angel among us, and I'm not saying you're an angel, and I'm an angel. I'm not, trust me, I know I, I, I know the battles I fight, and battles you fight. But you, but when we do what God's called us to do, and we're willing to not hide our talents, not not put our talents under a bushel, but God, whatever you yes. need me to do, whatever you want, I want to be a witness. The harvest, the harvest, the harvest, the harvest is. It, it, it's yes. plenteous, yes. but the laborers are few. Can we stand tonight? Can we just ask God? I, I, you, you can come to the altar. You can stay where you're at. doesn't matter. Uh, but I just want you to take a moment and sincerely ask God. Maybe you're leading 15 ministries, but maybe God wants you to do something else too. Like some of these that we talked about tonight, or, or maybe you're in two or three. And you're like, well, that's good. But God's been moving on you to do something else, uh, to help somewhere else, and to minister somewhere else. You, you never know. I, I want you just to take a moment and where you are, and I want you to ask God to give you vision for your life. I want you to ask the Holy Ghost to give you vision for your life. I want you to ask Him to give you vision, not for what you didn't do yesterday. Yesterday's gone. But I want, but God, what's my vision for today? What's my vision for tomorrow? What do you want me to do? What am I called to do? What do you, how, how can I serve God? What are you calling me to serve in in this hour? Where are you asking me to, to do? What are you asking me to do? I'm willing to get out of my comfort zone. I'm busy in life, but I don't want to store up so many riches 
uh, or spend so many riches or charge so many riches that I'm not able to do what you've called me to do in this hour. Would you reach out to the Lord right now? Those that are online with us, would you ask God, God, what, what can I do more? I, I, and I've just seen God, when we do something for Him, when I get more committed to Him, it seems like I'm tying up more time and I end up having more time. And when I try to not do something because I think I'm so busy, I end up, when I'm trying to pull back and trying to not do, I end up with less time than what I had before. It just I don't know why it works out that way. I just know when you give to God, God opens doors. God makes ways. He's even been known once to turn back the hand of time. God is a good God. He's the one that can give you time. Would you call on Him right now, Jesus? What are you calling me? What do you desire for me? How can I serve? How can I serve God? How can I wrap a, a, a towel around me, so to speak, and get a pan, a basin, and some water? And, and, and whose feet can I wash? Who can I minister to? How can I help someone in this hour? What difference can I make? Well, Steve's going to start to play some worship music. Would you reach out to the Lord tonight for just a few minutes? Just take time. Allow God to speak into you. Allow God to speak into you. Allow, allow Him to plant seeds of faith in your spirit. Thank you.
forgiving has some similarities. And I've known all my time of living for God that you cannot outgive God. And God's done so much for me. And He's blessed me so many times. I remember when He first convicted me about paying tithes. We hadn't been in church long. I mean, the Word says it. You don't have to have a conviction. Said if we saw it, we got convicted, and and we wanted to give, and we were backwards. And, you know, we got our paycheck each week, and and and, the, and there wasn't any left. It was probably negative. And God's telling us to pay tithes and give offerings, and I'm like, God, I don't have it. And we, my wife and I, made that commitment to do it, and we did. And and I, I'm serious as I can be. All of a sudden, my check. And I don't know why it went up and I didn't ask any questions and, 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 and from that point forward we never we never flipped to reverse and we never had word where we didn't we might be at zero but we were never negative and, uh, and you know wondering uh, waiting on the paycheck to hit and just kind of like oh I hope it hits before that bill hits you know what I mean we, and, and, and God's good. God's good. But time. How many would say you've seen God do a work in your giving before? And when you sacrificially gave, God gave back to you. Is there anybody here that, that you've given and wish you wouldn't have? Nobody's got their hand up. Because God is worth it every time. I want to tell you, I, I felt that when I said it. And what I said was this, just in case you were praying and seeking the Lord and didn't hear what I said, I want to say it again. Every time I've tried to pull back because I was thought I was doing too much, I had less time. I'm just, I'm just telling it like it is. Every time I start trying to make time myself, Pulling back from different things. I have less time. But every time I do something for God and I give of myself more to God, I'm, I'm, I don't know where, I don't know how, but it's like in my bank account that, that check started going up. It is no different. It is the same. God is good. He's on time. He, he's going to see us through. And all we give, I'm not telling you to give more to Him. I'm not telling you to give more time to Him. I'm just telling you. If you feel like you need to pull back and you need to do I want you to pray about that because you might find when you pull back you have less time than when you were going forward. Praise God. Praise God. Let's lift the Lord. Let's give faith in Him. I got faith in Him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God, we praise you tonight. We exalt you.
also, before you before you go, tonight they're loading up the trailer to take all the supplies. If you want to get involved, go out there and see Brother Dave and get involved. And that's going to be for the picnic. Anybody know what time the picnic is on Saturday? It's our 45th church anniversary picnic. 12 o'clock. But leaders, if you can be there by 11, 11.30 to help us set up and get everything in place so we can picnic at 12. Picnic. What do we have Sunday? Two services. All right. Real quick. Who can make a difference in two services? But who can make a difference in either of those services? Sister Joy can make a difference. And you can make a difference in those services. Come with an expectancy. Come believe in God. 9.30, 11 o'clock. Love you. God bless you.